0: Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520.
1: All right. Welcome again to Think Again. Think Again. So, uh, welcome to our Top Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York. Still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the western New York community. And in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. you can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Before we get into our usual uh, discussions, I want to uh, uh, welcome to the program for a few minutes uh, Rose Voltman, who has written a new book called Just Look Up, uh, it's a children's book that pays tribute to her late hu- her late son and helps to explain the loss of a loved one uh, to a young person. Uh, I'd like for you all to have a chance to meet her. Welcome, Rose. How are you doing?
2: Um, hi, Nathan.
1: Thank you. All right. Great to have you on the program. I understand this is your first book. It is. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what got you motivated to do this, because there's always something that stimulates a person to write their first book.
2: Of course. When my son passed away in June of 2017, he had um, a very good friend who had a child who did not know how to understand the passing of him. So I decided to write a story that would explain the passing of a loved one to a child. Mm. So I took some from that experience and I took photos from my son's on Instagram page and had a family friend, actually my son-in-law's daughter, I'm sorry, my son-in-law's sister, Beautifully illustrate the paintings um, from his pictures
1: that are in the book. Mm-hmm. It must be difficult, and 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 I don't know if it's if it helps you to get it out outside of yourself. so You're not internalizing it all the time. To try to accept the death of your own child. I mean, for, usually it's the other way around. It's you pass before your children pass.
2: Exactly.
1: And, you know that's got to be very tough. Uh, on your spirit, talk a little bit about how it helps you uh, to be able to talk about it and use it. Use this experience as a way to help other people that may have gone through the same thing.
2: Well, you're right. As a parent, it is it's not the normal. You expect it pass before your own child does. So when it happened, it was very overwhelming. And reaching out to family and friends and all their support has been wonderful. Writing the book has been very therapeutic, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who have already seen it. And they, even though it's written in the style for a child, it's it has like a very hopeful feeling when you get to the end of it.
1: Hmm. Well, that's the kind of thing that children, you know, need to uh, experience when they read books that are written for their uh, for their perspective. So, right. in terms of um, what you would want readers to take away and, and who was the target market for the book? The, the book is for children. What age groups are, are, would you be expecting to, uh, uh, to be, be, be reading this book?
2: I mean, I think any, any child like probably over the age of four, mm-hmm. that would be able to understand Maybe if you're going through something like this, it would be great to have this book as, it, as someone to explain it to them. Um, but really for all ages, especially because the illustrations beautifully um, enhance the book. And so it's, I think, Leisure is really like a sense of wonder, I think, about
3: mm-hmm. the whole
2: passing experience. And it's not sad, which is the main thing. The other part is my son was an organ donor, so I kind of encourage anybody that it can to become an organ donor because it is the one blessing that has come from all of this. Is so that he was able to save three other people.
1: And it gives a sense of continuity of his life. And exactly. And his contribution. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So listen, uh, I know you're going to have a book signing over at the uh, Dog, uh, Dog Ears book, uh, Bookstore and Cafe over on uh, Abbott Road at 688 uh, Abbott Road. Uh, what time is that going to take place? And should people call or just come or what? what should they do?
2: They can just come. It's today from 3 to 5, but the books will also be available. I'll be there signing, but the books will be available there after today also.
1: And it's a very low-cost book. It's less than $15, so it's something that's easy for people to be able to access. And I know that it's really uh, wonderfully illustrated, which really helps to catch uh, children so that they get more into the emotive side of it as opposed to the intellectual
2: side of it. The paintings are beautiful. They mm-hmm. really were. The artist is Cat Silver. She's from Indianapolis and she did a wonderful job.
1: Outstanding. Listen, I wish you so much success uh, on this effort. The first one is always the hardest one that always It always gives you the most, you know, the, the most jitters and so on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and maybe we'll have you back on, you know, in a few months. if we get a chance to see how things are taking off. Maybe we'll uh, we'll try to hit this again. All right. Thank you so much, Nathan. I so appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks, Rose. Good luck to you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, that's just a great, great story. Um, I I can't imagine in my own mind how it would be if my daughter were to precede me. Um, And my family is older, so my daughter's 44 years old. So uh, I I would still have a tough time uh, understanding that, being able to process that. Um, so I know we've got some callers hanging on. Let me just kind of lay out some things, our theory of the program, uh, and then we'll grab John in Lockport and we'll kind of get going there. And uh, I'm going to have to make a reach out to Tony. I haven't heard Tony in a few weeks and uh, uh, see what's going on with him. And hopefully everything is is going all right. But let me just quickly talk about the uh, uh, the elections that took place on November 5th. Uh, across the country, it appears that a trend continues uh, uh, to unfold, uh, indicating that uh, Democrats are actually uh, uh, increasing their performance uh, in the uh, state House elections, in mayoral elections, uh, in congressional elections, mostly with the uh, state House and, and mayoral elections across the country. Uh, it seems to indicate a steady erosion of Republican control of the many state houses. I think there were something like 30 to 32 state houses around the country that were completely under the control of the Republican Party. It looks like that's being chipped away uh, from the 2017, 2018, and now the 2019 uh, elections. If this trend continues, there is every reason to believe that the 2020 elections will see a slowdown, even an end, to the gerrymandering and voter suppression campaigns that have led to Republican control of congressional districts uh, in percentages way out of proportion to their percentage of the registered voter population. Uh, Indiana, Democrats knocked out Republicans uh, from mayoral seats across the uh, state that they had held for many years. Democrat Joe Hodgson, uh, the uh, mayor of Indianapolis, uh, won his uh, reelection. Democrats won decisive um, uh, majorities in the House of Delegates and the state Senate in the, in a historic election that sets Virginia uh, on a new course. Uh uh, it puts Democrats in control of the General Assembly and governor's office for the first time since 1993 in Suffolk County. Uh, they defeated. Um, I think it was the yeah the the appropriations uh, committee chairperson Chris Jones was defeated by Democrat uh, Clinton Jenkins in a district that was radically changed because the. Uh, a lawsuit was filed against the gerrymandering in that, that area. Those district lines were redrawn uh, by the court. And under the new district lines, uh, Democrat uh, Clinton Jenkins was able to defeat uh, uh, House Appropriations Committee Chairperson Chris Jones. Uh, Democrats also made progress in the Republican-dominated uh, Dutchess County in New York uh Voters approved. Uh, the, uh, seem to be approving the county's direction of all registered voters in Dutchess County. Thirty-six percent are Democrats. Twenty-eight percent are Republicans, according to the State Board of Elections. And in the last, in in since last November uh, of 2018. Dutchess County gained 2,743 uh, new Democrat, registered Democrats, uh, to only 218 registered Republicans. I want to talk a little bit about Andrew Yang. He, his his uh, candidacy has come up the last uh, couple of weeks, and I just want to speak a little bit to that Uh uh, Yang says that he's confident that he can uh, defeat front-runner Joe Biden, uh, even though right now he's only polling about 2 to 4%. But his fundraising is phenomenal uh, over the course of the last quarter. Polls show that—this uh, is in an interview on CBS uh, hosted by uh, Anthony Mason—polls show that, according to Mason, that most Democratic voters and Democratic-leaning independents, two-thirds of that group— uh, the the main thing that they want is a candidate who is someone who can beat Donald Trump. Uh, Yang says that he's the only one of two candidates in the field that 10% or more of Donald Trump voters say they would support. Why is that? He says it's because uh, he's focused on solving the problems that they see around them every day. He's laser focused on trying to make their lives better. Uh, But the reality is, Joe Biden makes that same argument, too. That's what Mason responded. But Yang says if you listen to Joe Biden talk about it, his main argument is that his election is going to be a restoration of the Obama-Biden administration uh, in essence. Yang says uh, this is a move literally backwards in time. And to me, saying that we can somehow erase uh, not just Donald Trump's presidency, but all of the reasons why people voted for Donald Trump uh, is not correct. He says these things have happened and we're going to have to address them. And he says we're going to have to solve the problems that, that got Donald Trump elected, uh, one, if we're going to win, and two, if we're going to move the country forward. Of course, I agree with the general thrust of uh, uh, Andrew Yang's reasoning. However, I think it's important to understand what the real reasons were that uh, so many people voted for and still support a misogynistic, race baiting, narcissistic, opportunistic, ill-informed, ill-read, and wholly unprincipled person like Donald Trump. Why would people vote for someone who stripped the government of 10 percent of its tax uh, revenue to feed the profits of big business. Why would you vote for someone who's progressively undermined the closest thing to national health insurance we've ever had? Someone who betrays the very people his predecessor recruited to fight the ground war against ISIS, the person who has undermined the nation's Clean Water Administration, its environmental protection infrastructure, doubled the annual deficit, lowered the growth uh, rate of the uh, 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 or, or the nation's GDP, something you might not have known in the first quarter of this year, GDP, growth was on the pace of 3.1% through March 31 of this year. But by the end of June, it was down to 2.1%. And by the end of September, it was down to 1.9%. That's the great performing uh, economy that Donald Trump keeps telling you about. What are the reasons that are so profound that so many Americans continue to support this person and to support so many other Americans? To get to that, and I really can't do that much right now in this, this time period, I just want you to understand that immigration should be the logical, quickest route for us to solve our security, Social Security and, and Medicare solvency issues because we need to get more people putting money into the system than are drawing money out of the system. We can't get that money from growth of the American economy because we don't grow as many people uh, as um we we, we have fewer people being born than we have people dying. If I can say it as ugly, you know, as that. So therefore we have a lot more people on the receiving end of social security and Medicare than we have putting money, people putting money into social security and Medicare. That problem is a mathematical problem. That's a structural problem. And that's only going to be solved by more money going into the system. Either you have to tax people higher or you have to have more people putting money into the system. So you have to get over your racist issues. You got to get over your nationalistic issues. And you got to let more people into the, the country, or you got to eat more taxes. You just got to decide which way you want to go. So let me get John in Lockport on, and then we'll get uh, Frank in Niagara Falls. John, how are you doing out there?
4: Pretty good, Nathan. All right. Uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're right about the, um, uh, that we need immigration. Uh, as you know, we've we mentioned many times before that you have to have two children per family on average to sustain an economy.
3: Absolutely, uh,
4: and, and and yet we've got local people like this Mickey Kearns who uh, refuses to uh, give uh, you know driver's licenses to immigrants. It's it's, it's it, he's endangering the public by not doing this. There's so many positive reasons for giving them uh, licenses. He's very, and so he he's showing the same anti-immigrant uh, uh, side of him that Trump does, and the other thing too I wanted to talk about too was was uh, about uh, what has Trump done to us. He, you know, uh, I was a teacher and you had, well, how do you teach your children when they're watching this idiot on TV all the time? He does all the things that when I was when I was young. Uh, I was brought up to respect other people.
3: Mm-hmm. I was
4: brought up to, uh, to you know, uh, to, to do things the right way. He's doing everything. He's a perfect example of what our children should not, uh, you know, model.
1: And he's almost uh, a life. daily uh, lesson that we would give to our school children. You would play some things of Donald Trump and then tell your kids, don't do that. That's what we don't right. want you to do.
4: He's <laughs> right. a perfect example of what. Uh, you know, he's he's a bully. We're mm-hmm. trying to get rid of bullies in school. Yep. He's a bully. He, he he Everything he does is the the antithesis of what <laughs> uh, we, what we should be teaching our children. Uh, Isn't that what his, wow. his wife
1: wasn't his wife supposed to be championing the uh, anti-bullying campaign? Yes, she should yes. start with her husband. <laughs> yes, and you know
4: you know it's it's not just it's not just that though. I mean, there's there's so many things that. That that he's doing, he's a traitor to this country. He he, he, he uh, attaches himself to all these dictators. He's he's ruining all our uh, alliances with all our uh, allies. Uh, he's just he's just a disaster. And even if he gets defeated in 2020, it's going to take a while to get over this thing. I mean yep. he made he makes uh, uh, he makes heroes like John McCain look like uh, they're garbage. And uh, you know at the same time that he's dodging the draft back in the 60s you know it's I, i just don't understand how these like the religious groups how can they support somebody like him i mean they got they have one issue on their minds and uh as long as he's fulfilling that one issue with the supreme court they don't care anything about his the way he acts or what kind of an example he is to their children so they're just hypocrites. I just and the thing
1: that's interesting them. is, you know, the evangelicals, they they hang on to the, you know, I don't want to do anything that's going to give dignity to homosexuals. I don't want to do anything about uh, giving people, women the right to control their own bodies. So for that reason, they will allow uh, unlimited, you know, gun possession, you know, in, in, in this society. Their real thing is about taxes. Uh, yeah. The people that support uh, Trump, they wanted no regulation and virtually no taxes. That's what they really want. And these evangelicals are willing to give that up to, to, to allow uh, this erosion in uh, uh, our ability to, to provide the revenue that we need to operate our government. They're willing to give that up uh, to, to allow this deregulation uh, 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 to, to go on uh, in order to get uh, legislation that allows them to have conscious. Conscious, what do you call it? Uh, uh, consciousness votes about, right. you know, homosexuals and, 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 and so old, on.
5: It's right. The same old thing. These people,
4: them, every red state in this country, they vote against their own self interest. They've got that one issue that they, it might be guns. Uh, what are the three things the Republicans went on? Uh, the three G's, God, guns, and gays, or whatever. Yep. That, yep. That's it. One of those yep. issues, and they give up everything yep. that they have. So
1: they lose their, to their ability to, to, to fund the government. They lose their ability to make the country safe in terms of how businesses operate and so on. Uh, right. They lose their ability to even vote, you know, through voter suppression. They allow all of that to occur to get something that doesn't even directly affect them. If a person decides to get married with another person of the same sex, how does that affect you? I mean, it, it. I mean, the, the,
4: the statistics show that uh, they, they have actually more successful relationships than than uh, uh, heterosexuals. Uh, there's so many things, just like just like all the, the statistics show that uh, immigrants uh, have have a, a, a lower crime rate. They contribute more to, to the society right. and they take away right. all the things that that uh, that the Russians slipped on and sent uh through uh, you know all the lies that the russians told about immigration uh just the opposite is true yeah you know? and, and you and the most important point you brought out is we have to have immigration to, for this economy to survive
1: If you're going to win, uh, otherwise you're just sending yourself down a hole that you're not going to be able to get out of. John, I appreciate you so much, man. We'll talk to you next week. Let's take our first break and then we'll get, I believe it's Frank on from uh, Niagara Falls and then we'll get Kevin from Pendleton on. Y'all stick with us. We will sit inside of the break. Here we think again. Think
0: again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help just come to one of their monthly hirp orientation sessions every first and third wednesday of the month at two convenient locations hirp staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application now you won't know what you qualify for until you call three three two three seven seven three that's three three two three seven seven three Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Algae. That
2: murky green stuff may not seem very useful, but it could be the future of energy. That's why ExxonMobil and Synthetic Genomics are developing biofuels from algae, so that the trucks, ships, and planes that drive our economy could one day run on algae biofuels with half the greenhouse gas emissions of today's fuels, keeping transportation humming while cutting emissions. Learn more at energyfactor.com.
0: It's open enrollment, Fred. Time to compare plans. Oh, Alice, we're fine with what we have. Well, that's what the Johnsons thought until they tried Medicare's new plan finder.
4: The Johnsons, huh?
0: We saved on our prescription costs. And got extra benefits. Come on, Fred, maybe we'll find something better.
5: Plans change every year. Use the new plan finder at Medicare.gov to compare health and drug plans. Open enrollment ends December 7th.
0: What do you know? Comparing plans
5: really
6: pays. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. the record for the popular vote in midterm elections. In fact, that's the reason this impeachment inquiry can even happen in the first place. Democrats won an election, and now they have the power to impeach the president. It's important to remember that whenever you hear someone call this an illegal coup or when Republicans say stuff like this.
7: You have to accept that President Trump is president. That's the problem. They don't accept that President wow. Trump won the election. And America hates a sore loser as much as any country on the planet. This is an unfair process being driven by sore losers.
6: They're sore losers. They won the midterms. You guys are the ones who, whenever you lose, pass a bunch of laws making it harder to vote. That's why Republicans love voter I.D. and gerrymandering so much. If they lose, the next election, they'll probably introduce a bill mandating that all voters must have a valid driver's license in at least three different states, obtained at least six business years prior to the election. And the only DMV in the country is located in an abandoned hotel on a cliff in Yosemite, and it's open from 1 to 4 a.m. on alternate Wednesdays in months beginning with the letter Q. And, And they're gonna call it the Freedom to Vote Act. Trump's historic unpopularity is clear in the polling on impeachment as well. A majority of Americans now say in polls that Trump should be impeached. Now, you might expect a president in that situation to mount a defense and try to change public opinion. Trump instead chooses to believe that the polls are fake. Mr.
4: President, according to several recent polls, more Americans want you to be impeached and removed from Trump, office than the number the of Americans polls.
8: who don't. You're reading Washington. the wrong polls. You're reading it NBC, Let me just ABC, tell you. Washington Post. I have
6: the real polls. polls. I have the real polls. <laughs> Oh, you have the real polls, and, and they show that no one wants you impeached, and, and you're keeping those polls to yourself. Well, that makes sense. Trump seems like the kind of guy who would keep good news to himself. I mean, these polls say people love me, but I don't. bragging about it just seems, I don't know, is it, like, tacky? Trump will always be a low-rent New York City con artist. He's like a guy with a table outside the Nike store going, Psst, over here, I got the real shoes. And then he sells you a pair of Air Gordons. So, Trump, deeply unpopular in national polls, and most Americans say he should be impeached. The only thing he has going for him is that we still have a dumb, antiquated electoral college system that lets, like, six states decide the winner. And Trump's unpopularity is clear whenever he steps outside the bubble of his rallies or Fox News, like last weekend when he got booed at the World Series. Now, you might be thinking, if the President can't even go to a baseball game without getting booed, where can he go? And apparently, his advisors were wondering the same thing because somebody thought, surely, he can go to something like, say, a UFC fight without getting booed, right?
3: -"Loud boos and some cheers for the president. This is how he was received at a UFC event last night at Madison Square Garden in New York."
6: Is that one of those real polls he was talking about? (laughs) Even more embarrassing for Trump, the winner of one of the UFC fights that night posted a photo of himself afterward with the caption, -"Bernie Sanders, you bastards." (laughs)
1: I, I, I can't do anything more to, to illustrate what has gone on uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks. I want to get Frank on from Niagara Falls. Frank, how are you doing out there?
7: Hey, first, this news <laughs> alert. Uh, no Dakota Access Pipeline activist and huh? Tulsi Gabbett supporter Cody Two Bears passed along the word that 400,000 gallons of crude yeah. spilled out of the Keystone yeah. Pipeline into North Dakota wetlands. Good jobs, conservatives.
1: This Just is the Keystone Pipeline. This is the Keystone Pipeline. The same thing yeah. that we argued about for six years. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, no, it's not a problem. Stop saying that. We need the oil, blah, blah, blah. Well, look what happened. <laughs>
7: Hey, just know that native holy men are predicting a terrible Trump-Pence administration downfall, worse than you can even imagine. Mm. But, uh, hey, Nathan, what a brutal windstorm last week, huh? Yep. I yeah, mean, that's, nothing like being without electricity for 24 hours yep. to make conservatives realize that Trump failed on his promise to rebuild age and infrastructure. Yep. Hey, hey, thank God for those socialist tree removal crews, right, Nathan? <laughs> hey, but, uh, the but one honest, sweeping the floor of the,
1: of the forest, right?
7: <laughs> but seriously, uh, almost getting killed by a falling 10-foot tree branch made me examine my life and brought out one glaring realization. This is a Democratic primary season, and anybody against the Sanders-Gabbard ticket is my adversary, and I'm going to treat them as such. Why I called today is I can't understand how New York Democrats are always following Republicans to the right. You know what? You knew it. New York Democrats called centrists. You know, mm-hmm. progressives call republican light. You know, funny how the Hillary group, groupies uh, missed the fact that falsely accused. Russian asset, Tulsi Gabbard, was one of the few in Congress to put forth legislation to secure Americans' elections with H.R. 5147. You know,
1: right.
3: the House Hillary,
7: we're, 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 uh, ahead. Hillary Democrats have a talent for pushing sane people away from the Democratic part, a Party. You know, my, my partner, Valeria, died of a broken heart because she was the mother of one dead one disabled combat veteran daughters. Mm. And if she heard anybody calling soldier, a soldier like Tulsi Gabbard a Russian asset, she would have slapped the taste out of their mm. mouth, Nathan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm, I'm so sick of Democrats telling me I'm a Putin puppet or, or that caller saying, I bought into the Republican view of Hillary Clinton, blah, blah, blah. Why? Because MSNBC told you so? <laughs> you know, I, I don't need... Dummy GOP talking points to, dis- to despise Hillary, bring them to clear, uh, heal Clinton. I just remember that Hillary's uh, Libyan regime change war policy had the first black president leaving office with open slave markets in Libya's Wadi Al-Hayat province. Mm. Uh, you know what, Nathan? Here's a project for all you know-it-all New York centrist Democrats. Go find yourself if, if real progressive left. Well, uh, you know how do you say vote blue? No matter who, you know if, if you know where to look, it's easy to find the radicals. Just you know, try not to look like a cop when you hit the streets. Okay. <laughs> now, now I haven't examined the culture here in Western New York, but most universities have a. Student center with bulletin boards. Mm-hmm. You know, just look for the most angry flyers you can find, and go to their events and or rallies. And and once you get a chance to speak, tell the people that they should be voting for Amy Klobuchar or Joe Biden or Mike Bloomberg for president, and see the reaction. Mm. You, you know, Nate, I said this before, but if I was to go to the left wing groups I associate, you know, pushing. Joe Biden or Amy Klobuchar, they they find me staked out in a red anthill in the desert somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, I really don't think centrist Democrats realize how much the left wing despises them. I mean, didn't you people learn anything from the 2016 election disaster that I, Bernie would have won? I, honestly, yeah.
1: I, I agree with your point that the left-left-left wing of the Democratic Party really does not like the centrist wing of the Democratic Party at all. My concern is that if that turns out to be the case when we get to the general election phase of all of this, that we end up having we won't have enough people who vote for whatever comes out of the, you know, the the, the Democratic side of the House against Donald Trump on his side of the house. If the people on the left side of the house don't vote, If all of them don't vote, then you're almost guaranteed that you're going to have another uh, four years of Donald Trump. And I just don't think you don't think that's the case. Uh,
7: If if one if one was to open their minds long enough to realize that people like me are trying to save the Democratic Party from a bunch of corporate sellout warmongers who who've been losing elections since 2010. You know, another centrist, you know, who won't fight for progressive agenda it's not what we need, Nathan. Well, that, that's, and, not and the defend- issue.
1: that's not the issue that I'm arguing, though. What I'm saying is fight as as hard as you can. I, I'm a progressive, as you know, so I want to fight for as much of the progressive agenda as we can get. What I'm saying is that when we get done with the nomination process and now all we've got uh, to vote for is either the Democrat or the Republican, there's really no other person to vote for that has any chance to be able to win, Are you going to not vote for the Democrat because that person is too centrist or right wing for you and allow Donald Trump to win again? I'm just saying that at the end of the at the end of the contest, you still got to vote for what's left, for what's the best of what's left.
7: Of course, I'm going to, you know, not that my vote, progressive vote means anything in New York state. But, you know, of course, I'm going to support the Democrat. I've been a Democrat all my life. But, uh, you know, I'm just telling you there's a lot of people out there who will not. They'd rather see the system fall with Trump than vote for another, you know, centrist that won't fight for progressive agenda. You know, if anybody remembers in 2016, I warned New York primary voters that if Hillary won the New York primary, she would win the nomination and lose to Trump. Well, I'm confident enough right now to predict that if any, anyone other than Bernie Sanders is a nominee, we lose to Trump again. To hell with those, what those hacks at MSNBC or Bill Maher say.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Frank, we're going to leave that one there, and we're going to pick it up next week. Let me give uh, Kevin a shot, and then we'll try to get Ron on. Kevin, how are you doing out there?
9: Hey, my brother, what's going on? I Kevin, were you on,
1: uh, were you on uh, 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 the radio about a week or so ago? I thought I heard somebody's voice sounded just like yours that was talking about uh, the elections. I couldn't make out whether—the it, it, voice didn't quite sound like yours, but it sounded similar to yours.
9: Yeah. Uh, but you it, would know. When if it was, was you, you would know. <laughs> if it was, when, when was that, though?
1: It was maybe eight days ago, something in that
9: it, range. Eight days ago. It could be me, but then there's a guy. Um, it's uncanny, man, but he's he's he, he, the guy in, in St. Catharines. Um that and people say that guy sounds so much like you and a uh, matter of fact, yeah, he's a he's some trade ad also. So it might be him.
1: <laughs> yeah, Maybe so, maybe so. So what's on your mind?
9: Hey yeah. man, yeah, my yeah, man, my, my brother. I looked for you last night, man. Uh, Western New York heroes or honouring our, you know, those who made the ultimate sacrifice, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, who's, who's who. In, you in, in guys, Western I know. York, uh, I,
1: I, I'm, you, an, I'm an older guy. I got lots of people in my family that are in nursing homes that need care. So I work yeah, all day, yeah, seven yeah. days a week. I take care of people at night. Yeah, I don't have a whole yeah, lot of time yeah. to be running around. <laughs> take
9: care of business, man. That's right. Okay, okay that's, that's good. Yeah, but hey, yeah, Frank Niagara Falls, my brother. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Preach on, brother. Yeah, you, you saying the same thing, but in a different, from a different stand I am. And the way he he bitched up you, de, you Democrats, man. Oh man. Wow. Neat. I thought. You,
1: see, that was not the right word to use, Kevin. We try to keep ourselves strong on this. We are bound by FCC law. We are bound to be sure that we don't do that on the air period. Those are like fundamental rules that govern our program. So sorry we had to cut you off, but you know, we just, let's not do that. Right. So let's take our our, our break. We'll let the uh, program rewind itself. And then I'll get uh, Ron on for Cheetah Wagon. Ron, don't go away. We, We will see you all on the other side of the break. Here and think again. Think again.
0: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. Call 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County.
10: With PatriotSoftware.com, an accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer.
8: It's very easy to use from the login and the setup was extremely easy. I didn't
2: have to call anyone for help. I was able to do it on my own. And I love the fact that I can run my payroll and print my pay stubs, and then you guys do all of the filing for me. So I get a quarterly report that everything's been filed on my behalf. And then at the end of the year, I can print out my
9: W-2s. So I use you guys I tell everybody, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Why anybody doesn't use y'all, I don't know.
10: Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With
5: PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money.
6: All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520.
1: He's special, yeah. So, <laughs> it takes a little while to rewind ourselves when something like that occurs. But let me get Ron on and cheat the wagon and get his thoughts. I know Ron's going to be polite and not do anything ugly. <laughs> okay. well, but did,
5: I wonder, did Kevin say one of the seven deadly words?
1: Yes.
3: Ah,
5: oh, jeez. You know, it's funny, because you said he sounds like somebody, you know, that's, you know who he sounds like to me? Hmm. Do you remember that program it used to be on on ABC, it was called Friday Night I'm I'm one of the few people that ever liked it because they only had it on for like a year. Remember the Rastafarian guy?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Black?
5: No 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 Fridays. It was white? called
1: Fridays, no, no, right?
5: No. Remember that one?
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Sounds like the Yep. Guy yep. <laughs> I got you. That right? That's a good connect. Thanks, <laughs>
5: uh, Anyway, you know, I, I just I should have I would have told you last week, but because of our. Fourth-rate football team on the conference that arguably one of the worst <laughs> you weren't on last week. Anyway, uh, I've got this new job. Yeah, it's it's uh, and maybe there's a spot for you to pay seven figures and uh, it's the being uh, helped to build the border wall on the Colorado-Mexico border. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I bet, well, well now,
1: you know what? I thought that I could get a job, but I needed more like two thousand dollars an hour to do it uh, because okay. it's going to okay. require a little more talent than other people <laughs> and, have to build that wall.
5: <laughs> Eddie, I thought to throw a little levity <laughs> into the show here. Uh, it's always so serious. I always call up her with these serious topics anyway. Uh, how about the latest conspiracy theory now by the Republicans under to defend
1: so it, so so now what are they saying that no, that no, it was Mulvaney no. and and uh uh, uh 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 who was it uh uh, 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 not not Vinland,
5: uh, the, Sondland. Uh, the, the ambassador to the a- European Union. He's right. really uh, he's really having a conspiracy. Now, this is a guy, keep in mind, this is why these conspiracy theories keep coming off the wall. <laughs> he's, he gave $1.4 million to Trump. Uh, he uh, was one of the people, along with T. Boone Pick and that swift-boated uh, What's his name? Uh, John, John Kerry. Kerry. Yep. He uh, he's been a lifelong Republican. He's all of a sudden a, a left wing commie conspirator. Yep. That's wrong uh, uh, with Shifty uh, Adam Schiff is trying yep. to bring down Trump. Now, I mean, the, the conspiracy theories get wild and, and
1: Giuliani. And that's what they had. It was Sondland, Giuliani, and uh, um, Mulvaney. Now they're claiming that they were cobbling together and on their own they were trying to put this story out here about uh, Ukraine and Donald Trump had nothing to do with
5: it. Yeah, that's that's going to be the other one. That, and 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 that's the thing about Bloomberg too. Now he's jumping into the race mm-hmm. and. Nobody mentioned on any of the media. that shows you how corporate, how biased they are. I've heard MSNBC. I'm a, I used to. I refer to Fox News as the sewage network. You know, I'm almost wondering at times if MSNBC is a little bit. The, call it sewage light when they talk about Bloomberg as this great influx of uh, of a uh, you know a guy into the whole. Uh, uh you know political thing he's nobody mentioned I heard just two or three of these commentators talking about what a what a you know obvious superior guy he would be, and he is very close to Giuliani you yep. remember the whole situation yep. there? Giuliani was mayor from ninety three to two thousand one and then uh, he was uh, Bloomberg is running, and uh, he 's twenty points behind mark green and nine eleven happens and i I still don 't understand why all of a sudden Giuliani became america 's mayor I mean the way some of these media people, both left and right, were talking it was as if he was like you know climbing up the 40th story yeah, yeah. Of, of the Twin to, Towers. To, to this day,
1: to this day, they act as if Giuliani was this wonderful mayor. Yeah, I know. Nobody talks about the fact that he's the one that put the, put the emergency uh, 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 administration network physically in the World Trade Center, which had already been blown up once before in the early 1990s. Yeah, you knew it was a target.
5: Anyway, He campaigns with Bloomberg, and Bloomberg comes from 20 points down on this this 10th of September to to, uh, eke out a victory. Then he puts in stop and frisk and all these other kind of things yep. that's going to really get the minority vote out sure it will uh, i mean <laughs> but the thing is nobody mentions that and the way it looks now is I say one of your conspiracy theories there that they're coming up with the giuliani was a loose cannon doing this all on his own and poor donald trump didn't have any idea what was going on and, and if they kick him under the bus how's that going to make you know uh, uh, bloomberg look see since he had such close ties to giuliani
1: absolutely i mean i i felt the same way you did when uh, I think it was uh, Rachel Maddow was the one that I heard first talking about uh, the Bloomberg uh, candidacy, as if this was a great contribution to, you know, the, the uh, uh, slate, you know, for the Democrats. Bloomberg well, think- may be a, a philanthropist. I don't disagree with that. But he also has been one of the authors of some of the more draconian uh, policies that have uh, put so many people in prison. Uh, yep. In New York City.
5: Yes. And, and the only good thing, if if he will back the Democratic ticket, he, the Democrats could use a lot of what, you know, the Koch brothers call air support, a lot of if he's really willing to put some ads on, attack ads against the Republicans in somebody's battleground face, But, you know, again, it just seems to be another desperate battle for the soul, heart and soul of the Democratic Party. And I, I have to agree with Frank. Now, I, I'm going to also vote for whoever gets a, uh, you know, who wins the nomination for the mm-hmm. Democrats? You got to try to get rid of Trump somehow. I mean, even bumbling Joe Biden or even Bloomberg probably be better than Trump. But God, you know, you got to. I just worry that a lot of young people, particularly minorities, aren't going to go for those, uh, for particularly for a Bloomberg, uh, because uh, they're just there's too Clinton-like. And I just
1: think, well, that- you know, I, I feel what Frank is feeling because it seems like on the Democratic side. We never push candidacies forward that are going to push us really hard in a direction that we say we want to go. We say we want clean air across the board. We say that we want everybody to have health care, not just health insurance, but actual health care. We say we want people to be able to go to college. You know, we have all of these things that we say, but the way we go about doing it. Is always this very inchworm, you know, kind of a, a, a way that's, that just locks in place the power disparities and the income disparities that we already have.
5: Well, yeah. And you know, something they keep talking about how radical uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and some of these other people are. You know, read the inauguration speech in 1936 of FDR. Mm-hmm. He wanted health care for all, yep. he wanted low cost education, he wanted a lot of the same stuff. Go go and read that. I'm sure just do it
1: And, and they, know, called, go they called him a communist. You yeah, <laughs> well, remember at that time. And right. that's
5: 1936. So right. this isn't new. And, right. and we, were, we were trying to be the one of the first countries that put a lot of that into place. Instead, now we're going to be the last country, if we ever yep. do, put it And when you compare us to Britain and France and Scandinavia, Germany and Italy, uh, those countries have all put that in. And those are so. Uh, ingrained in those countries now. Even the far right there, they're not talking about getting rid of those. They're talking about limiting. You know, they're they're ha- they're hammering on the immigration issue and ha- But nobody in France, that they actually own party or whatever it is there, that that uh, that woman that puts her name again, uh, she's uh, uh, that you know, that ran for president last time. Even she's not talking oh, about getting rid of their health care system yeah. or anything. They're talking about limiting it to you know not allowing immigrants to get it.
1: Right. That was Le Pen.
5: So it's that, those are very popular, and we're the last bastion within the so-called developed world that's still fighting, you know, it's, it's an issue you know, uh, of whether everybody should have health care.
1: See, I just think that, you know, if, if you have a problem, what you really should do is first figure out a way. It may not be the only way, but figure out a way that you know for certain if you follow all of the steps, you will actually solve that problem. Then you put that out there, and if people don't like that that approach, it's their responsibility to come up with another way right. that could guaranteed solve that problem. Yep. But that's not what we do. We have somebody put out a way to solve a problem and then we just run around attacking, you know, what that person says. Well here's why that won't work, here's here's what I dislike about that, you know, and so on, without ever putting something in place that would actually solve the problem so when the races are over you still got the same problem we well, can yeah, solve the this big, stuff.
5: The <laughs> big thing with the health care again is that was the, the weakness, the main weakness of the Affordable Health Care Act was that uh, it still left the insurance companies in major control over you know the pricing and the distribution, right? If you if you without without even a, a any kind of strong public option in there, they there was nothing to keep them from basically, and they picked their time too. Late twenty fifteen when they started pulling out of the exchanges and that, causing prices to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is it a conspiracy? I, no I can't question. prove that, but it certainly right. looks like it. Just right. in time for the twenty sixteen election to make sure prices went up. Yep,
1: like Alrighty. my father told me. Too many coincidences mean somebody's telling you a lie. Yep. So that's what's going on here. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate nice you, man. Going. All right, uh, let's get Mark on from Buffalo. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, Nate. Hey, Mark. How you doing, man?
8: So, so Mickey Kearns now is going to go and <laughs> and whine to Bill Barr and say and and and, and whine that he didn't get his uh, his his, his uh, license thing. And uh, that he doesn't want to make New York State a sanctuary city. So that great Democrat <laughs> is going to whine to Bill Barr
3: mm-hmm. to
8: try to get his way. You know how you know he's not a Democrat? Because you can hear him whining in the street. <laughs>
1: You know, I, I've known Mickey for a long time, and and I like Mickey a lot. But he's
8: not a Democrat.
1: I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, he, you know what, he, he reminds he's me also of. Also, a liar. He, he reminds me of those Southern Dixiecrats that uh, when uh, uh, Goldwater and then Nixon, you know, Nixon said, well, what we'll do is we we know we're going to lose this issue on the Civil Rights Act, and it's going to cost us. Uh, uh, a bunch of votes, we're going to turn ourselves into the party of the Southern Dixiecrats and we're going to give them a place that they can now call home. And I think that's what we see here. Is you know, Not that Nick, Nick, Mickey was a Southern Dixiecrat, but he seems to be a Democrat who has a lot of relationships in the Democratic Party, but he has a lot of affinity for what is being talked about
8: in the Republican that's Party. That's you see him with is Stephan Yeah, him and Stefan hand in hand. He's a liar and he's a whiner. That makes him a Republican. <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, when you you're see
1: not going to get me to go into the label Thanks. When you see the
8: truth, you have to say it.
1: That's I'm going to allow you to say the
8: yeah, truth. That's, what I, that's why I call because you're too much of a gentleman. <laughs> and, and,
1: so, so what do you think about my, my my proposal with regard to how we address this? Uh, social security and medicare solvency to me there's only there's only one way to solve it which is means you have to put more money into the system than you're taking out and so now you have to figure out well what can we do to put more money into the system uh, uh, as opposed to take in relation to how much money is coming out
8: you can solve that tomorrow come on you cut that that uh, cutoff
1: point. So instead of it cutting off at $118,000 of earned income, you make all earned income subject to the FICA tax. Absolutely. That solves the problem immediately. Immediately. Whatever length of time it takes for you to put this on a piece of paper, vote on it, and sign it.
8: Tomorrow it's done. done. Everybody's covered. And you ain't got to listen to it no more. So
1: anybody who was not talking about what you just said, Mark, anybody who was not talking about that, is either lying, or they have an alternative way that will solve the problem just as efficiently. And it's their responsibility to tell us what that alternative but way there's
8: is. No alternative way, and they know it. We and they know, know there's no alternative that top way. We'll do it.
1: You know there's no alternative way. There is no other way to do this thing. You have to put more money into the system, and it's got to come from the people that have more At money. The top. It's just that simple. They're
8: lying to you, saying <laughs> saying all that other ways. You don't even listen to them. You cut that top. You make sure that the top rate pays its freight, and you will get the money. Yeah. If it and were it up is. to
1: me, I would tax interest, interest, and I would also tax dividend income. And and I would ta- I
8: would tax Wall Street.
1: Right. Right. That that's how I would do that. You know, with capital gains. Oh yeah, you said dividends. Right. right. I would cap dividends, interest, and capital gains. If you do that and you take that cap off of earned income,
8: tomorrow Social Security will be fixed. You could Forever. lower.
1: You could lower the FICA rate.
8: Yeah. You know, if you did that. Yeah, and and save poor people money. That's right. And let me let me give you some of Trump's uh, uh, greatest uh, accomplishments. Right. He he just rolled back EPA. Now you can pour coal ash and uh, and pollution into our drinking water. He just did that. Yes,
1: that's right. That's his new uh, uh, innovation on uh, deregulation.
8: Yeah,
1: Let's the just poison everything. The right.
8: environmental right. health right. organization is doing that. Right. Now de- The deficit is the highest in history. Yep. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you can cut through his taxpayer wall with a hacksaw.
1: <laughs> did you see that? They not only did they cut through it with a hacksaw, Mark, they actually cut it in such a neat way when they got done cutting it and they let all the the illegal immigrants through, they put the the gate back up. So you couldn't. So, so you, so you, so you me couldn't. You couldn't see it, the dead They cut. could use it again. <laughs> oh my God! And then they were putting like like epoxy or something, paint, you know, over the uh, the cut lines and painting it to make it look like it was new sutures and so, or, or new weld, new welds and so oh on. Oh
8: right? my God! And and and.
1: The mark, we said that this was going to occur. There was no way you're going to be able to build this thing. And folks weren't going to figure it out.
8: They don't have to bring a ladder or a shovel. <laughs> just a hacksaw. A
1: hacksaw. That costs like $200. <laughs> Jeez. Okay.
8: And that's taxpayer money. Absolutely. That's your money, baby.
1: Absolutely.
8: How many times has this guy got to lie to you until you get it, Republicans? And then and then he... uh. uh, uh The Kurds said Trump is a businessman, and he sold us.
1: Yep, that's That's, exactly right.
8: That's how they feel. (laughs) And then the last thing is is the uh, uh, the impeachment is the bribery impeachment boils down to me to one thing: 150 to 200 Kurd soldiers were were killed because he held that money. That's
1: right. That's right. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. And I just want to, before I get to John, I just want to re- uh, remind everybody, uh, Rose Voltman, uh, who uh, her son passed away. Uh, you know, it's really tough for you to have your own child uh, pass before you. She's written a children's book called "Just uh, Just Look Up." Uh, it's a very well uh, uh, illustrated book uh, written for uh, for people that are roughly uh, primary grade. Uh, children on Up. Uh, she's going to have a book signing. It's going to be going on at the Dog's Ear Bookstore uh, and Cafe at 688 Abbott Road here in, in uh, Buffalo, South Buffalo, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. If you have any chance at all to get over there, that's the Dog's Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe at 688 Abbott Road uh, here in South Buffalo from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. today. would really appreciate you supporting it. A book just only costs $14.95. Come on out and get that done. Listen, we got other John. Let me grab him and let him uh, close the show, uh, the program. How are you doing, John?
10: Pretty well, Nathan, pretty well. But you beat me to it. You finally came out and said that uh, Wall Street and uh, dividends should be taxed because that would eliminate the problem. Yep. Especially when you consider that the computerized trading that goes on on Wall Street, if you had a penny a share, just a penny a share mm-hmm. transaction times billions of transactions a day. Yep. That, that's real money. Yep.
1: yep. A slow and day on Wall Street is like 350, 400 million uh, shares sold. So if you oh, got yeah, a that- penny on each one of those, that's, what is that, uh, uh, 4 million? You I, know.
10: I can't even. I can't even move the did <laughs> Even count it. Part. that's
1: like four million a day. Four million yeah, and, a day and, times three hundred. days.
10: <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, it's closer to two billion shares. Is, is a yeah, day. right. Uh, but, that's, but, like uh, I said,
1: that was a slow day. You
10: know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm surprised that you haven't heard from Dumb and Dumber today after the Republicans got killed in the last election.
1: Well, you know, I don't want to call them Dumb and Dumber, but I do want them to know that <laughs> they they have been so uh, 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 aggressive in supporting the positions of these people that I think are anti-American. I think their interests are anti-American you know, the human interest of American citizens, but they seem to want to support uh, this, this person and these people that support him. And now we get a chance to see how the public feels about uh, this kind of candidacy. And obviously, uh, the Democrats are doing much better than the Republicans are uh, in these local races. And if this continues into 2020, uh, it's gonna be a bad year for, uh, for, for Republicans for a long time, but a good year for Americans because it'll give us an opportunity for us to be able to reverse all of this gerrymandering that's gone on. You notice that, you know, Democrats actually judge themselves when they get caught gerrymandering districts in a way that uh, really bias, you know, all of the districts to uh, uh, the Democrats. Democrats themselves judge other Democrats for doing something like that. That never happens in the Republican Party. They just say, carry on, carry on, carry on.
10: Absolutely. And, and what we have are people that they're actually uh, Nazi sympathizers, uh, uh, Confederate sympathizers, anti-American. And uh, they, they worship this buffoon that we have masquerading and you know, as president.
1: And, you know, John, people are going to object to what you just said. But look at who you see in the audiences of these Trump rallies. You That's see right. these Confederate flag people. You see these Nazi flag, you know, and and and. You know, how Hitler salute, you know, type people and so on. This is not being made up. This this is clear. You know, there's a bit, you know,
10: we have plenty of video for these fools to watch. Yep,
1: yep.
10: But I appreciate you for this week.
1: All right. Thanks. We'll look forward to talking next week. Uh, Make sure you give an opportunity again to the book is Look Up, written by Rosemary Voltman. Uh, You can go to the Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe at 688 Abbott Road, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m give her your support. We look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think again.
0: been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.